0: Welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast's Weekly News Review. I'm co-editor Joe Abraham, and let's start with some of the top stories from earlier this week. The Delaware River Basin Commission permanently banned high-volume hydraulic fracturing, or fracking, throughout the Delaware River watershed last week after many years of battles between environmental activists and the natural gas industry. The moratorium affects the four states in the watershed, which includes Northeast Pennsylvania and Southern New York. Wes Gillingham, Associate Director of Catskill Mountain Keeper, said, Today's vote is a historic victory for all the people who call the Delaware River Basin home and drink the clean water that flows from the Catskills to the Delaware Bay. The DRBC has jurisdiction over the entire 13,539 square mile watershed and is charged with the protection of water resources that supply up to 17 million people with drinking water, including in New York City and Philadelphia. The multi-state and federal agency is made up of the governors of the four states that are part of the Delaware River watershed, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and Delaware, and a federal representative from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. All four governors voted to approve the ban. The Army Corps' representative abstained, citing the recent transition to the Biden administration. The fracking ban comes amid a lawsuit filed on January 11th by Pennsylvania State Senators Gene Yaw and Lisa Baker. Pennsylvania Senate Republican Caucus and Damascus Township in Wayne County, which sought to overturn the de facto DRBC moratorium on gas drilling, fracking, and related operations in the Delaware River watershed. The same day as the ban, the Delaware River Keeper Network was granted the right to intervene as defendants in that lawsuit. Natural gas proponents say fracking is good for business and should be allowed under private property rights. Pennsylvania Chamber of Business and Industry President and CEO Gene Barr said they were extremely disappointed in PA Governor Tom Wolf's vote. The votes by New York, New Jersey, and Delaware provide further evidence that these states do not have Pennsylvania's best interests in mind, Barr said. The DRBC said its decision was in order to protect the public health and preserve the waters of the basin in accordance with their comprehensive plan. It was cheered by groups and individuals working to stop fracking in the Delaware River Basin over the last 11 years when it was first brought before the DRBC. Robert Arundel, the director of the Damascus Citizens for Sustainability, said frack drilling and related waste create permanent pollution and impact human and environmental health impacts that the Basin will avoid with this precautionary move. DCS is proud of the governors that voted for this. For more info, check out staff writer Isabel Brabeman's full article that ran earlier this week on scdemocratonline.com. In other news, Ryan and Marie Vaz's world was turned upside down when Sam, their one-and-a-half-year-old black Labrador pitbull mix, ran off on February 8th. After 18 days in the wild and losing nearly half his body weight, Sam returned to the Vaz family home in Narrowsburg on Friday night. About an hour and a half after returning home, around 10 p.m., Ryan went to turn off a light near the front door where Marie placed Sam's bed, hoping the scent would lead him home. As he approached the door, he saw Sam's orange jacket, which he was wearing when he went missing, in the bed and realized Sam was under there. Curled in a ball, quiet shaking with bloody wounds, the Vazes wrapped Sam up and took him to the 24-hour animal hospital in Middletown. The family notes that Sam was 83 pounds in his last checkup. On Friday, he was 45 pounds. Maurice said he has deep wounds most likely caused by being hit by a car and then skidding across the pavement. Sam will need 24-hour monitoring for a few days for his IV meds, nutrition, and wound treatment. An x-ray showed some foreign objects in Sam's abdomen, so the 24-hour monitoring is also needed to ensure his intestines aren't blocked. On Sunday, Marie told the Democrat that Sam would be transferred to Pure Paws in Midtown Manhattan on Monday, where his adoptive siblings, Mama and Roxy, have received care for more than 10 years. Check out my full story on Sam's return home on our paper's website. Now, we'll shift gears to some top stories in today's paper. There's a lot happening on the local development front. For example, the International Dream Hotel Group is opening their newest property right here in Sullivan County. The Chatwell Lodge will be located inside the Chapin Estate in Bethel and is slated to open this June. A groundbreaking ceremony was held in December of 2018, and Ashish Verma, Senior Vice President of Dream Hotel's Group Luxury Division, overseeing the Chatwell brand, said construction has been going well. They are working with architect Steve Dabrowski, founder of the Chapin Estate, who is known for his hallmark rustic design. Although it was originally supposed to open in spring 2020, it announced an opening date of this April, which was then pushed back because of the snow. The luxury destination will feature a variety of accommodations, including private suites and clamping tents, a farm to table restaurant, a banquet hall, wine cellar and much more. Guests can enjoy views of the Toronto Reservoir Lake and other nature features like hiking trails, horseback riding, fly fishing, boating, mountain biking and more. Also, the Old Hills property on Golf Road in the heart of Calicoon Center is getting a new life as a hospitality group bought the old resort and is turning it into Calicoon Hills, a luxury destination with 65 guest rooms, multiple event venues, including an event barn, indoor conference space, and an on-site restaurant, bar, catering program, and coffee shop. The Calicoon Hills team wanted to revive the spirit of the Borscht Belt era of the 60s, 70s, and 80s and create a modern take on a country retreat. The property's managing partners said they are inspired by the history of the property and sought to make it a place where guests could sit back and relax. Slated to open in June, Calicoon Hills will also host business retreats, intimate gatherings, and large wedding groups who wish for lodging, dining, events, and activities all under one roof. Staff writer Isabel Braverman has more on both of these properties in today's paper. Keeping a focus on local economic development news, there's an interesting new project that was discussed at the Town of Bethel Planning Board meeting on Monday night. Jessica Ravello co-founded Arcadium with her husband Kenny Rosenblatt over 20 years ago. Since then, Arcadium has grown to become a major developer of gaming software with employees based in New York City and overseas. The couple is looking to expand on that success with a new company to build a rural technology retreat in Bethel. The project was listed on the town of Bethel planning board agenda as Echo Retreat, but Ravello said the name of the project is still under consideration. While their company is based out of New York City, Ravello and her husband have owned a property in North Branch for 11 years. They thought about how to marry the two things they already love, working in the tech industry and being in Sullivan County. And so the inspiration for a tech retreat was born. If approved, Eco Retreat would be a private year-round commercial property similar to an artist or writer's retreat, where tech industry workers could come to work, participate in team-building exercise, and to recreate. Co-editor Matt Shortall has more in Today's Democrat. Looking at some political news, let's start up in Albany. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is facing three separate allegations from women who accuse him of inappropriate behavior. Two of the women, Lindsay Boylan and Charlotte Bennett, were former aides in the Cuomo administration. The third woman, Anna Ruck, told the New York Times on Monday that Cuomo allegedly approached her at a wedding reception in New York in 2019 and asked if he could kiss her. Borland published an essay last week in which she outlined several interactions with Cuomo, including an invitation to play strip poker on a government airplane. She also wrote of an incident in 2018 when she said that she and Cuomo were alone in his Manhattan office and he stepped in front of her and gave her an unsolicited kiss on the lips. Bennett came forward with her allegations in a story published by the New York Times on Saturday, saying that Cuomo asked her questions about her personal life, including if she had ever had sex with older men. Cuomo has disputed the accounts and released a statement on Sunday saying that he quote, never inappropriately touched anybody or intended to make them feel uncomfortable and called for an outside independent review that looks at the allegations. Staff writer Isabel Braverman reached out to elected officials and county political leaders for local reaction. Check out today's paper to see what they had to say. And finally, two well-known and respected individuals are vying for the mayor of Jeffersonville position. There's candidate Deborah Toney, age 65, and wife of current mayor Bill Tony who is stepping down. Deborah said quote, I care deeply for this village and after much thought I decided to throw my hat into the ring for mayor to see if I could make a difference and continue to pay it forward. Her opponent is William Chellis, an attorney who practices law from his home on Maple Avenue in Jeffersonville. Chellis, age 45, sits on the five-member Jeffersonville Village Board and was formerly village attorney. Chellis said, quote, Jeffersonville is my home, and I want to continue to live here and keep it sustainable and affordable. I have a great love for Jeff's history, identity, its unique architecture. It has great potential. Both are energetically campaigning through phone, text, and social media. Democrat reporter-photographer Kathy Daly interviewed them both, so see where they stand on the issues on today's front page. That concludes today's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. You can check out more podcasts such as this one on our channels on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and Overcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to subscribe, call 845 887 5200. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk again next week.